Hey talkers, welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency by practicing every day and also connect with a global community. In this podcast, we are sharing the audio version of the Instagram Lives and IGTV videos that we have done over the past year. Most of them are in English, although some are a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few we speak only Spanish. I hope you enjoy, and remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco, or check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and learn more about how we can help you. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another live this week on a Tuesday. Welcome, and today we'll be looking at common mistakes that Spanish speakers make when learning English, so errors that are specific to Spanish speakers. Welcome, welcome everybody. I am going to start waving you in. Welcome to the session. Welcome to today's live. Hello, hello, hello. You can start telling me where you're from, where you are visiting us from. Really happy to see you all. Just to introduce myself for those that don't know me, my name is Rebecca and I am the academic coordinator here at Keep Talking. I am from the UK, but living in Medellin and currently in Mexico. Welcome everybody, welcome, welcome. As I said, today we'll be exploring some key errors, common errors, that Spanish speakers in particular make when speaking English. We have some visitors from Colombia. Hello, buenas tardes. Hello, 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 welcome. What I will do is wait just a couple of minutes more for, for some people to arrive um, and then get started. As always, I have, I have my list here prepared of the common errors that I have spotted in my experience teaching. And today we will explore a little bit about how to correct them, but also do this through sharing with you all a little bit about the Keep Talking methodology, which is the idea of interaction and feedback. And yes, as always, this session is being recorded and will be on our feed. So as soon as I finish today, I will post this onto the feed and it will remain on our Instagram. Okay? So we have people from Cartagena, we have Medellin, hello, welcome, welcome. And yes, as Diego is saying, apologies about the slight error on the flyer. The session will be on Tuesdays at 7.30. So welcome for those who are able to make it at this time. So, just to repeat one more time for those who have just joined us, my name is Rebecca and today I will be covering some common errors that Spanish speakers make when they are speaking English, okay? So, I'm going to make a start now. Everyone that is here, welcome on board. Everyone who has yet to come or if you are watching this later as the recording, welcome. Remember that throughout the whole session you can write your comments, you can write questions, you can ask me things. I love it when this is an interactive session and we can really interact with each other and communicate with each other. Yeah? If anything is unclear, you can tell me and I'm happy to explain things in Spanish as well. 
Ya, si no están entendiendo, me pueden decir aquí en los comentarios y también puedo traducir o explicar algunas cosas en, en español. ¿Listo? So, now we're going to start. ¿Ya? Yeah? ¿Ya? Yeah? Perfect. So, I have number one. Okay, I've got a list of top 10 errors. Yeah, top 10 mistakes that I've noticed that Spanish speakers make when speaking English. Number one that we have is dropping the subject. What am I talking about when I say dropping the subject? I'll explain this through, through Spanish as well, okay? In Spanish, we can say, fuimos al supermercado. Yeah, fuimos al supermercado. But what I would say in English is, we went to the supermarket. Okay, nosotros fuimos al supermercado. In English, we cannot drop the nosotros. Yeah, so in Spanish, you can say, instead of nosotros fuimos al supermercado, you can just say fuimos al supermercado. Yeah, it's like a shortcut, like a quick version. But in English, we can't do that. Okay, we cannot do that. We always have to use the subject. What is the subject? It's like the person, yeah? I, you, he, she, it, we, they, yeah, or you in plural. So whenever we are speaking, even if we are talking about an object, yeah, the pen, the pen, we have to talk about the object. We have to talk about the person or the thing, okay? So we can't say worked yesterday really late because if you say worked yesterday really late, I don't know who you're talking about. Okay, so what I often say with my students is ¿Quién? 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 When they make that mistake of just saying um, was very tired. Who? Who? Because the conjugations in Spanish tell you who you are talking about because you can say Fui, fuiste, fuimos. So it's different. It's different for everybody. In English, it's the same. I went, you went, he, she, it went, we went, they went. So we have to specify. We have to be really, really clear about who we are talking about. Okay? So, number one most important is that we need to remember the subject in English. Okay? Who are we talking about? Okay? I went, who, you went, he, she, it went. Okay? So, number one, we cannot forget the subject ever, ever, ever. Just try and remember me if you do forget. Remember me in your head saying who, who, who all the time. Okay? Welcome to everybody who is joining, by the way. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are talking about some common errors that Spanish speakers make in English and doing this through the form of feedback retroalimentación so it's almost as if I am listening to your mistakes all of you and then providing feedback on how to improve them so that the next time you communicate in English you don't make the same mistake and you continue to improve okay that's a little bit about the methodology that we use here at Keep Talking and we'll keep exploring it through this session so number one we cannot drop the subject we always have to mention who we are talking about or what we are talking about okay who always use the subject number one number two a really really common error in spanish speakers is confusion between the words hacer and hacer 
which in English have two different meanings, okay? Vamos a hacer una torta o vamos a hacer ejercicio, okay? We have two different translations. Do you know what the different translations are in English of hacer? One of them is to do. Yeah, vamos a hacer ejercicio. We're going to do exercise. But vamos a hacer una torta. We're not going to do a cake. We're going to make a cake. Okay, so hacer we can translate in to do or to make. Make and do, exactly, perfect. <laughs> well done, Xiomara. And what is the difference between, between to do and to make? To do, we use in general for many, 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 many things, yeah? Make has a little bit more of a specific use. We talk about creative things, yeah? Or manual things, things that we make or create. For example, food. With food, we always talk about make, yeah? I'm going to make breakfast. I'm going to make dinner. I'm going to make some pasta. I'm going to make a cake, yeah? So with food... Also, uh, reservations, I'm going to make a reservation. In general, anything that we are creating, yeah, I'm going to make a presentation, I'm going to make um, a present or make a card for your birthday. Yeah, anything that we're doing that's just slightly more creative. I like to think of it as m make, M for manos. So it's like something that we are doing with our hands, yeah? It doesn't necessarily mean that we have to do it with our hands, but it is something a little more creative with a little more intention behind it. So, for example, make noise, yeah. And someone's asking here, prepare. Prepare is another verb that we can use for food, yeah. Absolutely, you can prepare your breakfast. But in English, it's a lot more natural, a lot more native to talk about make, yeah. I'm going to make food, prepare my breakfast, yeah. Prepare a salad or make a salad. Generally, I think make is a little bit more natural. Okay, so the teacher make the homework, the students do the homework. So this is almost correct. The teacher makes, makes, but I probably wouldn't use this word in this context. I would say the teacher sets the homework, yeah? Pone la tarea. Yeah, the teacher sets the homework. But absolutely, the students do the homework, yeah? I do my work, I do homework, I do exercise, I do my jobs, I do my chores, yeah? Make is I make my food, I make a reservation, I make noise, make love 100%, yeah? Make love is definitely something quite creative, okay? What can be really good is to have a look at the differences. I can see some, some love hearts that we've got appearing here for make love. What we can do is have a look at some of the differences between make and do. And this is a really, really common error of Spanish speakers in English, okay? So, our second point here is make and do. We need to be really careful about confusing those because they are not the same. Even though in Spanish we have hacer y hacer, no son iguales, okay? So, number one, we had dropping the subject, okay? We cannot drop the subject. We always need to mention who we are talking about. And number two, hacer y hacer, yeah? To make and to do. Make being a little bit more creative, a little bit more manual, and do being a little bit more general, yeah? Okay, number three, 
moving on. Are we understanding? Estamos entendiendo. Yeah, are we still, we're still with me. You can give me little love hearts or thumbs up or smiley faces just so I can check you're, you're with me and you're understanding, okay? Number three, I'm going to talk about false friends or falsos amigos, okay? So, false friends, what are they? They are words that look similar in Spanish and English, but they are definitely not similar. Thank you for your hearts. Thank you for your feedback. Okay, yeah, so these are words that look very similar, but they are not the same and they affect us, the, us, us people who are learning Spanish as well, yeah, because sometimes you think it's the same word, but it's absolutely not. I'm going to give you one example of those. I'm going to give you various examples, but the first example is embarazada, yeah, embarazada. A lot of people would try to guess this translation of this word to be embarrassed, yeah? Which is completely different, yeah? Does anybody know what embarrassed is? If you can type in the comments the word embarrassed in Spanish, let me know, okay? But embarazada is pregnant, okay? Nothing like the Spanish word, okay? So we do not want to confuse those two words, being embarrassed and being pregnant, because that could cause, that could cause some embarrassment. <gasps> ¿Alguien ya tiene la palabra que tengo acá? Carpeta. Be careful, I'm coming, I'm coming. Okay, so embarazada, yeah, is pregnant. Ajá, uh -huh. avergonzado, exactly. Okay, embarazada is pregnant, embarrassed is avergonzado. Cuidado, yeah, be careful with those ones. Then we have molestar, yeah, molestar. This one is really, really important, yeah? Molestar is like to annoy, to irritate, yeah? But we cannot translate it with the similar word molest, which is very, very different. This one I actually want you to be really careful with because molest has a very different meaning, um, a very violent connotation that we don't really want to use, yeah? Unless we need to use it, of course. Yeah, so molestar is to annoy, to bother, yeah? No me molestes, don't, don't bother me, don't annoy me. Because molest is more like violar, yeah? So we do not want to confuse these ones, yeah? To disturb, to bother, to annoy, okay? We also have carpeta. Carpeta, just like somebody just said, yeah? It is not carpet, yeah? Carpet is what we have on the floor, especially in... European homes or in cold country homes, yeah? The carpet is not the same as carpeta. Carpeta is actually folder, yeah? Folder, so you can have a physical folder where you store your documents or your things, or you can have a folder on your computer, yeah? Tenemos muchas carpetas, yeah, en el computador, yeah? So we have carpeta is folder, we have Embarazada is pregnant, not embarrassed. And we have molestar, which is to bother, to annoy, or to disturb, yeah, and not to molest. Okay? Are we clear? How are we going? How are we going? We're still there? <laughs> Hopefully my internet is, is staying nice and strong. Can we say... Binder? What's... Oh, binder! Look, even my English is weak. Binder. 
Um, there is a word, ring binder. Yeah, ring binder, which is one of those really big folders that has metal rings. Yeah, that is a ring binder. Okay, it's not a very common word. I think generally we just say folder. Yeah, a big folder or a folder on my computer. Okay, carpeta is folder. Good. Next one, really, really common error that we have here. La gente es. ¿Cómo podemos traducir la gente es? Yeah? The people is? No, 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 no. No. There is a different conjugation in English. We cannot say the people is. Because in English, people are plural. Yeah? One person, una persona, and dos personas, two people, yeah, or la gente is people, uh -huh. and it is plural, so absolutely well done everyone, the conjugation is people are, yeah, it is so common, I hear it every single day in class, it is so common that people make that quick little mistake of saying the people is, yeah, because in Spanish, remember these are errors that are coming directly from Spanish, la gente es, yeah, but in English it is the people are. Yeah, so for example, in Colombia the people are very nice. In the whole of Latin America the people are very, very nice. Um, some people think that in the UK people are, are cold or, or slightly rude. I don't know why they get that stereotype. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> we say people are, yeah? The people in Bogota, the people in the UK. Here's a good point here. We don't use the article the. Sometimes we use it and sometimes we don't. If we're talking about people in general, yeah, we do not need to use the article. For example, people in people in Bogota are really nice. But we can use it to specify. For example, the people in Bogota are very nice. Yeah. It depends if you want to be general or specific. Okay? Um I've seen the word persons in books. So what does that mean? Really good question, because generally we say one person, two people, but it's important to note that the word persons does exist, but it is a very formal word that we will very rarely use in spoken language. Sometimes we will see it in books, as you said, um, or we will see it in police reports. Sometimes in, they say, like, two persons have been arrested. Yeah, it's very, very formal and we use it in police cases or in court yeah in very formal situations or sometimes in books we talk about persons but generally we are talking about people yeah many people one person two people okay so our point number four is to remember not to say the people is yeah the people are the people are yeah or just people are Okay, exactly as Diego is saying here, persons is mostly in legal contexts, yeah? So like police or in, in court cases, anything like that. Okay, number five. Number five for our halfway point is the difference between this, these, that, those. This, these, that, those. There is a lot of confusion surrounding these words. Okay, what is the difference between each of them? Okay, this and these. These two, <laughs> these two are talking about things that are close to us. For example, 
this pen. Yeah, este. This pen. Be careful on the pronunciation as well. Feel free to repeat out loud. Yeah, you can repeat after me. This pen. Yeah, this pen. If I had two or three or five, I would say these pens. Yeah, opening the mouth a lot more. These. These. Okay, this, which is a little bit more closed. This. This pen. And these pens. Yeah, but both the words this and these are think, talking about things that are right here with me. Yeah, cosas que están aquí conmigo. Yeah, this pen, these pens. Absolutely, the length of the E makes the difference between this and these. This and these. Okay, then we can separate another category and talk about things that are far away. Okay, that tree. That tree, ese árbol, yeah, or esos árboles, those. This one is slightly easier, I think, that and those, because the pronunciation is so different. That tree, those trees. But I think it gets more confusing when it's the things that are close to us. This pen, these pens, yeah, this pen, these pens. Okay, so... This, these, that, those. Okay? Este, estos, ese, esos. Okay, are we clear on that? Yeah, I want thumbs up or questions if you have questions. Okay? And then we can move on to the next one, which is number six. Tener años. Yeah? Tener años. How many years do you have? No. In English, we actually talk about ser, yeah, yo soy, <laughs> which doesn't make, span it doesn't make sense in Spanish, but in English we literally say, yo soy 30 años, okay, I am, we do not use the verb tener, okay, so I am 30, I am 25, I am 40, yeah, how old are you, not how many years do you have, yeah, how old are you? So we use the verb ser. You could call it ser or estar. Yeah? How old are you? I am. I am 25. I am 30. Okay? How old are all of you? How old are you? You can tell me if you like. I want you to practice this expression, I am. I am 20. Yeah? I am 40. Okay? And there are a few more words that we use with tener but in English are I am. For example, tener sed. How do we say yo tengo sed? Yo tengo sed. It's not I have thirst. It's I am thirsty. I am thirsty. Okay, perfect. I can see here I'm 18. Brilliant. Remember, we can use that contraction. Rather than saying I am, we can say I'm. Yeah? So, I'm thirsty. I am thirsty. Yeah, he is thirsty, she is thirsty. What about tener hambre? Yeah, I'm hungry. I am hungry. Mm -hmm. Then tener miedo. Yeah, not I, I have scared. I have scary. No, I am scared. Yeah, I'm scared. He is scared. We are scared. And tener sueño. Tener sueño. I want someone to guess this one for me. 
How can we say tener sueño or yo tengo sueño? How can we say that one? I'm scared, I'm afraid, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty. Yo tengo sueño. Following the pattern of I am, how can we say tengo sueño? I'm sleepy, aha, uh -huh, or brilliant, I'm sleepy, I'm sleepy, or I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. And here from Andres, I can see another version of I'm hungry, which is I'm starving, yeah? Which means I'm really, really hungry, yeah? Um, I'm falling asleep is me estoy quedando dormida. Uh -huh. I'm falling asleep. Be careful on that last comment. We can't say I feel asleep because that is me siento dormida. No, we can say I feel sleepy or I'm sleepy. Yeah? I feel sleepy or I'm sleepy, okay? So all of these words that in Spanish we use with tener, but in English we use with ser or estar, yeah? I am hungry, I am thirsty, I am sleepy, I am tired, I am scared, I am 25, yeah? Loads and loads of different versions, okay? Uh, we can also say I am done. Yes, I am done, like I've finished, I am done. I'm done with this, yeah? Absolutely, okay? So that was point number six, okay? Brilliant, perfect. Then we have seven, something that is really, I'm gonna take a cat nap, I'm about to fall asleep, absolutely, absolutely, okay? Number seven, this one is really, really common, again, because it's a natural translation from Spanish. Remember, we try not to translate directly. Um, we have, I am agree, estoy de acuerdo. And I understand, I understand why people say I am agree, because estoy, we know, okay, estoy, I am, de acuerdo, agree. But this is another one where we actually just translate to I agree. Yeah, there is no I am in this case. So this is different to point six because point six was all about I am. Yeah, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm sleepy, I'm scared. This one is I agree. Yeah, no I'm, no I am. Okay, I agree. How can we use this? I agree with you. I agree with your point. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh, absolutely. So we're not going to say I'm agree. Sometimes it accidentally slips out, just that little sound, I'm agree, yeah? And I want to hear, I agree, okay? Brilliant, I agree. Do you agree? <laughs> Absolutely, I agree. Same here, you can also say, same here is for a more specific um, use. If somebody says, I really like, um, I really like cake, you can say same here. It's like saying me too. Yeah, me too. And remember, absolutely, I disagree is the opposite. Yeah, you can't say I am not agree or I am, I am disagree. No, I agree or I disagree. Okay, I agree, I disagree. Excellent, 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 excellent. I totally agree, yeah? Another way to, to exaggerate would be I 100% agree yeah or i really don't agree or i strongly agree i strongly disagree yeah sometimes we get given surveys like encuestas yeah we get given surveys and 
it says, for example, I was happy with the service I received. And then you can say strongly disagree, somewhat disagree, disagree. Either way, agree, somewhat agree, strongly agree. Yeah, so we have scales of agreement. Do I say I agree your statement or I agree with your statement? Excellent question. I agree with. Yeah, always, always with. I agree with you. I agree with her. I agree with your point. I agree with your statement. Okay? Mm -hmm. I agree with. Yeah? Absolutely. A formal way to say this would be I am in agreement, which is more like estoy de acuerdo, it's more like a literal translation, but it is very formal. In general, I would like you all to be practicing I agree. Yeah? Do you agree or do you disagree? I agree. I disagree. Okay, then we have, ah, this is very, very common. All of these are common. All of these are common errors. I really hope that you learn from these and are able to correct them. The next one is for two. For example, people say, I am practicing English for to improve my fluency. Yeah, for two, because it, in, in Spanish, it's para mejorar, yeah, para mejorar, okay, in English, we do not need to say for and then to, yeah, and I'll tell you why, when we say, for example, to improve, to do, to be, to go, we are actually including the purpose, so when we use the infinitive and we use it with to, for example, um, to cook, to do, to go, to be, to travel. The word to actually includes the purpose. So for example, I am doing this to teach you. I am doing this to help you. Yeah, I don't say I'm doing this for to help you or I'm doing this for to teach you. Okay, so what is the point here? We do not need to say para and then to. Okay, so we can just say two. For to improve, uh-uh, to improve. For improving, uh-uh. That is also an alternative, incorrect response, yeah? A lot of things I hear are for to improve, for improving, for improved, no, yeah? I'm doing this to improve my English. I am dancing every day to increase my level. I am practicing reading every day to improve my fluency, yeah? I am speaking with native speakers every day to practice my English, yeah? So we do not need to say for to improve, okay? Are we understanding? To improve my English, absolutely, yeah? So when we say to, it's because we're talking about a reason or a purpose, yeah? Un propósito. Yeah, why are you doing that? To improve my English, yeah? Why? To get better, yeah? Why are you traveling the world? To increase my awareness and to get to know lots of different cultures, yeah? So, this rule is that we do not need to combine for and to. Got it? We got it? I think we've got it. That will take us on to number nine. 
Okay, we're at number nine. Hopefully you're remembering all of these and taking some little notes. And remember, this is your feedback based on common errors that Spanish speakers make in English. Yeah, just to remind you that as part of our methodology, what we do at Keep Talking is allow you to have interactions with native speakers. Yeah, every day or as often as you would like, depending on which membership you take. And then you will receive feedback. Yeah, if it's part of our daily immersion, our most affordable package, you will receive a weekly video feedback. But if you are on our private memberships, you will receive personal feedback, private feedback, based on the interactions you are having. So a teacher, a feedback coach will listen to your mistakes, listen for your mistakes, and then make some specific notes and give you a full 45-minute session based on your errors, yeah? Here, I'm giving a more general session. I'm providing feedback based on common errors that I hear in, in English from Spanish speakers every day, okay? I was taught that you never use ING after four or two. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, that's right. You can't say for, for going or to doing. Yeah, we don't use ING. Generally, we use ing after another verb, yeah? For example, I like, I like cooking, or I enjoy traveling, or um, I miss, I miss swimming, yeah? Uh, if you put a verb after it, the verb must be in gerundi, aha, as far as I know. Absolutely, well done, we've got some top grammar experts here, yeah? Generally, after another verb, we we are using the ing form yeah really really well done yeah good then we have number nine okay to depend of yeah this is a really common common expression in both spanish and english yeah depend on depend of depende de but how is it in english how is it yeah? If I say, are you going to go to the meeting tomorrow? And you say, depende. How can we say depende? Just depende. Just depende is, it depends. Yeah? Because remember, like I spoke about at the beginning, we always have to say who we are talking about. Who are we talking about? This is for you, Silmara, <laughs> and for everybody. Okay? Who are we talking about? Depend. No, it depends. Yeah, eso. Yeah, eso depende de. So we have to talk about it. And then because we are talking about it, third person singular, we need to remember the S. Yeah, and the conjugation. It depends on. Okay, so there's three important details here. The first one is to remember who are we talking about. We are talking about it. Then we need to remember the S because it is the third person singular, it. And then we need to remember the preposition. The preposition is on. It depends on. For example, are you going to go to the meeting tomorrow? It depends on my work, yeah? It depends on the traffic. Are you going to come to my party on Saturday? It depends on the weather. Yeah, so if we're just talking about depende de, we are talking about it depends on. It depends on. 
yeah to depend on if we are talking about people it's a little bit easier we just need to remember the preposition for example yo dependo i depend on i depend on nobody <laughs> i don't depend on anybody yeah you could say my child depends on me yeah so we need to remember that the preposition with depend is on yeah and if we're just talking about depende it depends yeah we're saying it depends on if your response is just depende for example let's create a dialogue i say are you going to the party on saturday and you can say depende your response is it depends yeah you're not saying on just yet because there isn't more information you just say it depends depende and then i say de qué de qué which is on what okay so listen to my conversation that i'm going to have with myself are you going to the party on saturday it depends on what yeah and then my response would be on the weather on my mood on my energy okay um is it always with on yes to depend on mhm mm i depend on you she depends on me i don't depend on anybody uh-huh absolutely it's always with on okay so depende is it depends depende de mm is it depends on okay so i know that de is often translated as of or from but that is not the case with this word okay it depends on or it depends we've got that one thank you for my thank you that was my acting skills there talking to myself <laughs> brilliant 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 okay and that brings us on to our final one I actually just covered this with with one of my students uh who I believe is here with us right now and it's the difference between story and history yeah I hear this almost on a daily basis yeah at keep talking we also offer reading feedbacks daily reading feedbacks to our private students and that means that every day they can send us <laughs> every day they can send us an audio an audio of them reading from a book or an article maybe 3 4 minutes reading out loud and then we listen and provide feedback and i hear this word story and history all the time okay it's not just the pronunciation but the meaning who knows the difference between story and history I would love for you to interact. I would love for you to find out. I would love for you to tell me. I would love to find out who knows what is the difference between story and history. And yeah, as Diego is saying here, with the reading feedbacks that we offer for the private packages, you have access to our collection of audiobooks as well. So we have a a Kindle account and you have access to those books and those audiobooks and thank you for writing story and history there what is the difference is anyone sure does anyone want to guess what is the difference between story and history in english they have completely different meanings toy story and history channel 
Good examples. Good examples. Okay, history es como la materia, lo pasado. Story es lo que uno cuenta. Excellent. Story is something invented. History is history of the past. Really well done. Okay, I'm really happy to see that you know. Okay, for those that don't know, it is exactly as these two wonderful people have commented here. A story, a story, yet yeah, remember the S sound starts straight away. Story. A story is something that you tell, yeah? Como un cuento. Tell me a story. Cuéntame un cuento, yeah? Tell me a story. It's something that you create, yeah? Or it's like a tale, yeah? A fairy tale is a story. Cinderella and all of those things are stories, yeah? So they are things that we tell or create, story. Then we have history which is like the subject that we that we study at school. Yeah, I think we all study history. And it's also the events of the past. Yeah? So the history of Colombia, the history of the UK, the history of the world. Yeah? So we have the difference between story and history. Absolutely. History, it really happened. And story, uh, yeah, it could have... Uh-huh, you could have imagined it, or it could be fiction. Okay? No he podido entender el uso correcto de get. Ah, this is a really, really um, full topic, this idea of get, because we use it in many ways. I will just finish this idea of story and history first, and then we can have a look at get. Okay? So, I'm just checking. I think everyone is super clear now. Story is cuento, and history is historia. Uh-huh. And I just want people to be super clear on the pronunciation, okay? Story, we begin with the letter S, and that does not sound like a story, yeah? We create the S sound with the mouth, s, yeah? Story. And history is with a strong H sound. History. History. Okay, story and history. Story, cuento, history, historia. A couple of people are asking about the use of the word get, okay? It's really interesting because we don't necessarily translate this word, yeah? Often I, I look at the alternative being like ponerse. For example, Mr. Mm, poniendo. I don't know if that's, if that's correct in Spanish. But like, me estoy cansando, me estoy poniendo cansada, is like, I'm getting tired. Yeah, it's, it's a process. I am getting tired. Yeah, uh, that's one use. Another use is, tonight we are getting Italian food. Yeah, it's like, es, esta noche vamos a comprar o vamos a pedir comida italiana. Yeah, so it can also be like, obtener, conseguir. Yeah, tonight we are getting... We also have, aha, uh -huh, vestirse, to get dressed, which is like vestirse or pon ponerse, poner ponerse la ropa, yeah? So we can look at a slight alternative like poner, but it can also be conseguir, obtener. It really depends on the context, yeah? To get dressed, to get tired. If I say I am getting hungry, it means estoy empezando a, a sentir como hambre. Pues no estoy, no tengo hambre, pero ya, tengo como ganas. I'm getting hungry, yeah? Get dressed, I'm getting hungry, I'm getting tired. 
It is getting late. Yeah? It is getting late. There are so many uses. Okay? Which means it is starting to get late. Okay? To get home. Yeah? Is llegar a casa. To get home. Anoche llegué a casa a las 7 p.m. Last night I arrived home or I got home at 7 p.m. Okay? There are so many uses of get. I could do a whole live on the uses of get. <laughs> okay? Um, let's have a look. Da, 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 da. Could you explain the difference between thinking of and thinking in? Okay. We do not use thinking in. Okay? In Spanish, this is another common error. So I've already completed my list, but here we have more. Um, in Spanish, it's pensar en. Yeah? Estoy pensando en ti, estoy pensando en alguien. Yeah? I'm thinking of in English. We do not think in. Okay? So, let's try not to get confused with that one. Think of. In English, we can think of or think about. Yeah? They are the two different translations. Yeah? The two different prepositions that we can use for pensar en. Yeah? I'm thinking of and thinking about. So, for example, I'm thinking of what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. Or I'm thinking about you. Yeah? Thinking of, thinking about. I hope that answered your question. So just remember, we cannot use thinking in, okay? How are we feeling on the idea of get? Is that a little bit clearer now? A little bit clearer? Um, wow. <laughs> so somebody's saying here, a teacher told me that the verb get is the... This is a horrible word. Is the hmm of English? It goes or combines with everything. Yes, this is true. This is true. It's a horrible explanation, but yeah, get goes with everything. Yeah. For example, ella me cae super bien. I get on really well with her. Yeah. Yeah. We get on well. Yeah. You can use it with absolutely everything. Okay. Get, I get it, uh-huh, ya lo tengo, it's like, ah, I got it, I get it, uh-huh, thinking about is more common, mm-hmm, um, veo que se usa mucho la palabra up como complemento de otras palabras, for example, wake up, hurry up, speed up, un consejo para saber usar la palabra up, okay, so these are, these are phrasal verbs, yeah, these are what we call phrasal verbs, a phrasal verb is when we have a verb, yeah, a regular verb and a preposition. And a very common preposition is up, yeah? And it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the direction up. There are just certain words that we use with up, certain verbs that we use with up. For example, exactly as you said, wake up, despertarse, yeah? Wake up, hurry up, which is like to do something fast. Hurry up. Yeah, ja, ja, hurry up. Then speed up, which is to go faster. Yeah. Um, a specific advice about the word up? Not necessarily. What I would advise is to read up on your, read up. <laughs> read up, yeah, on your phrasal verbs. You can do a quick search online and say um, all the phrasal verbs with up. And you can learn, yeah, maybe five phrasal verbs per day. 
write down five phrasal verbs, understand the meaning, and then repeat them, yeah? Hurry up, wake up, read up, put up. For example, at Christmas, we put up the Christmas lights, yeah? That one is more directly related to up. We put up the Christmas lights, okay? So, that that topic is called phrasal verbs. Again, that's something that I could do a whole Instagram live about, all about phrasal verbs, okay? Um, yeah, it's the same with out, go out, find out, uh-huh, put out, push up, uh-huh. I've recently, I've heard recently phrases ended in for or with an example of it could be familiar with, but I don't understand when I could finish with those words. I've heard recent, so I'm not understanding this question fully. I've heard recently phrases ending in for or with an example of it could, could be familiar with, but I don't understand when when I finish with those words. I don't completely understand this question. If you want to maybe ask more examples, I'm, I'm happy to help. Familiar with, um, I can't think of any more examples aside from familiar with. I am familiar with you. I am familiar with that country. Give me some more examples and I'll, I'll have a look. I'll have a look and see what I can do. Diego is saying we have a course on phrasal verbs on our app. Excellent, everyone. Remember that we do also have an app. So those that are on our memberships, that are on our daily immersion membership, as well as our private tuition memberships, all have access to our app where we post daily content. Ah, the guy I work with. Excellent, thank you. Uh-huh. Okay, the guy I work with. So here it's just because the order changes. So in Spanish, I think it would be el chico, um, uh -huh, el chico con quien vivo, yeah? Or who do you live with, con quien vives. It's just because the, the order is different, yeah? So it's not actually a special type of word. It's just the order. Who do you live with is con quien vives, but the order is different. It's like vives con quien. Yeah? And it's like, um, el chico con quien trabajo, the guy I work with. Yeah? The guy I work with and who do you live with? Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Who do you work for? Yeah? Para quien trabajas? Remember, we are just changing the order here. Because in Spanish it's the same. Para, for, quien, who trabajas? Do you work? And here we're saying, who do you work for? Okay, so we can finish many, many, many sentences in with and for. Yeah, depending on the order. What she asked for, uh huh, es lo que ella pidió. Absolutely. Okay, so I hope it makes a little bit more sense understanding that idea of that this is for um, changing the order. Yeah, we are simply changing the order. Who do you work for? She works for him. Yeah? Let me know, guys, if you have any more questions. I will quickly recap the top 10 errors that I had here on my list, just so we can recap for any of those who missed any of them or anyone who is watching the recording. So, number one is dropping the subject. Remember that in English, we must always say who we are talking about, okay? So in the sentence, for example, nosotros fuimos al supermercado, we cannot remove nosotros. We have to say we went to the supermarket. We can't say went to the supermarket. Yeah? We have the difference between make and do. 
make and do. Yeah, make is a little bit more creative. Yeah, make the food, make the bed, make a reservation, make love, as we obviously covered. And do is a little bit more general. Yeah, I do my homework, I do my exercise, I do, um, I do everything. I do nothing. Yeah, everything else is do. Then we have our false friends at number three. Our false friends. Yeah, like embarazada, which is pregnant. Molestar, which is to bother or to annoy. Carpeta, which is folder. Yeah. Um, sort. La palabra sort. Do you remember? Do you remember what the context was? And I may be able to, to explain it. Sort can be like organize. For example, to sort out, to sort something out is to organize something. But let me know, sort of. Uh -huh. Sort of is like, kind of, a little bit. ¿Entiendes? Un poquito, más o menos, is like, sort of, kind of. Yeah? So, number one was dropping the subject. Number two was the difference between make and do. Number three were our false friends. Number four, la gente es, is not singular in English. We have people are. People are. Yeah, then number five, this, these, that, those, listen to the pronunciation and repeat after me, this pen, these pens, that tree, those trees, mm -hmm. number six was talking about tener y ser, yeah, a lot of times in Spanish when you say tener, we actually say ser or estar, in English, so we do not say I have 28 years, we say I am 28, yeah? We don't have to say years. You can say I am 28 years old or I am 28, yeah? But if you're going to say years, you have to say the full thing, 28 years old or just 28, yeah? I am 28, I am hungry, I am thirsty, I am tired, I am scared, yeah, lots of words that we use with ser o estar, okay? That was number six. Number seven was I agree. I agree instead of I am agree, yeah? I agree was number seven. Number eight was not using para as in for, yeah? For to improve, no, just to improve. Yeah, I am doing this to improve my English, not for to improve my English. Then number nine was depend, yeah, to depend on. Yeah, it depends on or just it depends. If you want to say depende, you can just say it depends. Yeah, if you want to say depende de, you can say it depends on. Okay, and number ten was the difference between story and history. Story is cuento, history is his, eh, historia, yeah? So our cuento is our little story that we're telling and history is the history of a country or a history book, yeah? Anything like that, okay? Let me know, guys, if there's anything else you want to ask in these last few moments. Diego, let me know if there are any special announcements I believe we have a webinar tomorrow. Please confirm. 
if we do have the webinar tomorrow, it will be tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. And also on Friday, we will have the language exchange at 7.30 p.m. with lots of international people. You can have great conversations, make new friends online. And for both of these events, you can... Ah, sorry, Thursday night, our webinar. It's because I'm used to doing this live on Wednesday. Thursday night is our webinar at 7.30 p.m. where Diego will be explaining our brand new membership and how to get involved. He'll be offering surprises and discounts. And then on Friday, we'll have the Intercambio, yeah, our language exchange also at 7.30. For both of these events, you can register using the link in our bio, okay? Anything else? Pronunciation of bottle of water. Okay, obviously that is very different in my British accent. In my British English accent, it is bottle of water. But remember that in American, it would be, I don't even want to pretend I know how to do this. Bottle, bottle of water. Bottle of water. Okay. But in British English, it's bottle of water. So remember, whenever you're learning English, to focus on which one you would like to, to study, British English or American English, to make sure that you're learning the correct pronunciation. Okay? Is there anything else? Anything else I can help you with? It? I've heard people say, if I had had a car, I would go. Is it correct? If I had a car. Si tuviera. Si tuviera un carro. Uh-huh. Si tuviera un carro, yo iría. If I had a car, I would go. Yeah? Uh-huh. That is a conditional tense. If I had. Si tuviera. Yeah? If I had a car, I would go. Okay? Excellent. I'm just checking the comments here. We already had our pronunciation of bottle of water. Bottle of water. Um... Brilliant. Thank you so much, Sarita. Ah, how nice to have you here. So lovely to have you all here. I will be here again next Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Feel free to message us on Instagram and tell us what you would like to learn. If there's anything you would like to learn in the next live. And I would love to give you exactly what it is that you want. Apart from that, hopefully we will see you on Thursday night at the webinar where we'll be telling you more about our new membership, our new more affordable membership and you'll have a chance to ask some questions, to meet our director and get some cool discounts and surprises. And then on Friday, our language exchange at 7.30 where more than 100 people are turning up weekly to talk and play games and interact and make friends, okay? What is the meaning of brilliant? Brilliant is like brillante. <laughs> brilliant is like excellent. Yeah, that's brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, brilliant, 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 brilliant. Okay, thank you so much, everybody. This session is now going to end because Instagram will cut me off. We have a one hour limit. Thank you so much for everyone who interacted, for all of your questions. I hope you learned something. I hope something was useful today. Remember these. This was your general feedback. So let's try and correct these errors, these mistakes, and improve our English together. Yeah? Thank you so much, everybody. That will be it for now. See you very, very soon.
Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency and connect with a global community. Remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco and check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and learn more about how we can help you.